Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, the audio show that invites ordinary people to tell their stories about an extraordinary God who shows up in their hopes, dreams, disappointments, and victories. Turn over the pages of your own story and discover who the real hero is. You paid the price for all the world to me. You paid the price for all the world to see. And for those who choose you now, shalom. I'm living the book of Acts. This is really in the here and now. We don't have to read about these things from history. We are making history and we are ushering in a revival with the Holy Spirit. Is it John 14, 12 where he says, you will be doing a whole lot more of this than I have ever done um, I will give you the authority and I expect you to do more than I ever did he was totally panicky and upset uh, tears streaming down his face and I asked him uh a little bit well I asked him his name and then I just said I hope it's okay I'm going to just pray Welcome back to Long Story Short podcast. My name is Brent and I'm here with Lisa. If you're an avid listener, you've heard us experiment with a variety of storytelling methods on the podcast over the last few months. There are people who are more comfortable sharing their story in an essay-like manner, and others have done better working from a simple outline. We've also dabbled with a few interview formats of late. Today's episode arose out of a completely spontaneous situation. It wasn't long before we recorded this one that we had talked about how great it would be to collect some stories that were a little less planned out. The next thing you know, our friend Beth showed up and a story unfolded right in our driveway while we weren't even home. As she later relayed what happened, it quickly became clear this was one of those times to be spontaneous. So Brent grabbed the recorder right there on the spot. Yeah, all of that was a few months ago. Unsure how we'd put this spontaneous story together, we delayed publishing it. Then last weekend, God prompted us to pick it up, and as we did, the topic started to click. The story Beth told seemed to make the message our pastor shared that morning come alive. He spoke about something called the principle of best. My take on it was there are many good things to do in a day. But if we ask God to show us, he'll reveal what's truly best. Now, Beth is someone who illustrates this rhythm in life beautifully. She prioritizes looking for the work of the Holy Spirit around her. In fact, she sees life as a treasure hunt, 
one where your eyes are wide open, watching for God. That day in our home was no different. One of the things we love about Beth is that she has a posture of humility toward the voice of God. This makes her unencumbered by a lot of the pretensions of our society. Her focus is more on hearing God than being worried about prestige and possessions. And her love for him empowers her to do what she does every day. Spend any time with Beth and you quickly recognize her relationship with him goes well beyond a Sunday morning experience. And as she says, it makes day-to-day life really fun. Here's her story. So you see these blessings happen to these people that you pray over. Mm -hmm. But how about you as the instrument for that blessing? What is that like? It totally... Like, I'm living the book of Acts. This is really in the here and now. We don't have to read about these things from history. We are making history, and we are ushering in a revival with the Holy Spirit, wanting to bring revival and even a renaissance, which is a rebirth. A revival is kind of like reviving something that's been dead, but... The Holy Spirit wants to do a renaissance, which is actually something new, Um, more of a rebirthing rather than something that's dead that you're bringing back to life, but something that's a birthing of something new um, that fits the spiritual hunger definition of this current era of people, this current Generation. Tell us more about that. What do you mean by that? Um, oh gosh. The healing, the signs and wonders, the Lord, I think it's, is it John 14, 12, where he says, you will be doing a whole lot more of this than I have ever done. Um, I will give you the authority, and I expect you to do more than I ever did. Mm-hmm. And it all had to do with healing, um, physical, spiritual, emotional healing. And I had significantly an experience in 2013, middle of July, where I had prior to that, a month or two, gone to a prophetic conference and I we were to to pray for healing for people with TMJ with the jaw pain and I was to stand up and pray and put my hand on whoever had uh, TMJ pain and I did with this one lady who was very mild mannered and after I prayed felt a crack and her and 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 heard the crack, and she smiled, and she said, "My pain is all gone. I've had it for years, and it's all gone." Wow! And I said, "Wow!" And that next day, I prayed for a friend who had a pancreatic pancreatic attack, pancreatitis, and um, after praying at her home with a few other girlfriends 
she had given me a shopping bag, a grocery bag full of old discipleship materials. She didn't want them anymore and thought I could just take them because I like that kind of stuff. So I brought it home, and that evening I just rummaged through it, and at the very bottom under all these books I felt this little pamphlet, and I pulled it out, and it was the very pamphlet. It's called The Gospel of John and Steps to Grow in Your New Faith that I had gone through and signed my name to exactly 40 years prior in 1973. I went back to my hometown a couple weeks later, five, miles, five hours away by Green Bay, and went into my bedroom and into my side uh, bedside stand and opened the drawer and underneath some of my stuff was that very pamphlet, How to Grow in Your New Faith with the Gospel of John that I had signed my name to July 15th, 1973. So exactly 40 years um, when the Lord had this pastor um, anoint uh, me with this healing ministry and the Holy Spirit just came upon me. And that was significant because back in 1973 I had gone to a Billy Graham movie called Time to Run and I was age 10 and a neighbor lady and her daughter invited me to a little theater in Green Bay movie theater and we watched that movie and I stood up at the end of the movie and gave my life to Jesus and that event back at age 10 created this spiritual desire to get up every morning at 6 o'clock before going to school to read the Bible um, as a 10 year old and I was determined to read from Genesis through to Revelation. It took me three years, but I read a chapter every day um, at 6 o'clock in the morning before going to school. And then fast forward 40 years to the day or to the week, I had this incredible Holy Spirit encounter. And after this, in 2013, the month of July. In August, I had met, I'd gone to two different venues, a uh, 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 Bible camp and a conference somewhere else. And at both those places, a couple people that were kind of in leadership who did not know me saw me in the audience or whatever and had me chat with them, and they said to me, I don't know who you are, but you have the gift of healing all over you. God wants you to heal people. And that happened three times. And then when I came back to this meeting in October, that evening, the pastor said, if anyone in this room has had three separate witnesses tell them that you have a spiritual gift 
you take note. That is the Holy Spirit saying, they are spot on. This is your major gift. You've got to be using it for the kingdom. So that blew me away. And so that's why I've been more and more watching, listening, observing for how I can be using this gift of healing regarding physical, spiritual, and emotional healing for whoever needs it. And for some reason, people come up to me without me even having to seek them out. And they look in my eyes and they know that I can be trusted. Um, And they ask, they start telling me about their life. And in their way, they're wanting help. And then I am able to pray for them. Um, different people will see me as I'm walking down the street. And they will look and they will want my attention to stop what I'm doing and um, listen to their story. So there's something that the Lord's doing because I may try to pursue some of that, but a lot of times he just has people pursue me for that as a conduit to help them have a tangible way to, f- to experience God's love and healing in a very safe and unconditional way. So I'm needing to continue to allow the Lord to have that happen and not um, fill my day with so much I have to get done. But, but in the process of my day, if I'm at the post office or at the gas station or wherever, to make myself available for those situations like what happened today with the taxi driver. So you also are a nurse. I am. So the gift of healing, it seems to come through in your career choice as well. Yeah, my dad was a doctor, and he influenced my sister and I, and... When I watched him deliver a baby when I was in high school, that got me interested in nursing in the medical field. And I love the study of anatomy and physiology. It's just so, to me, it was just a lot of fun. And then the nursing courses were very practical and very experiential, which made it a lot of fun. It wasn't just book learning. You're actually learning and working with patients, and it was a lot of fun um, to be actively involved in the lives of other people. And my dad had a huge impact on me, how to love people unconditionally, um, whether they're the patient is a CEO of a company or a janitor of a school, um, to love everyone unconditionally and to really give them good care. And, of course, as a nurse, you learn a lot in nursing school how to pick up on the different needs of people, and you have to be very patient and compassionate. Empathy. Empathy. And uh, without passing judgment and uh, honing in on what that particular person really wants. But you also mentioned trust because you say people 
give you their stories. Right. Which is a vulnerable thing to do. Yes. And how to make them feel um, safe. Uh, it's confidential. Confidential, cared for. Yeah. Make them feel honored, respected. Um, yeah, and to hone in on what needs they really want to have addressed and then try to help them embrace what the doctor and the nursing staff, what we really see is a lot that needs to be embraced regarding education to maintain or prevent further medical issues so that they really want to actually take care of themselves better and we have to work on their psychological, emotional parts so that they get to a point where they do believe that they could get better, therefore have more motivation to want to get better. to come over here and got over here around 11 this morning and I see a taxi cab in their driveway and I can't pull up into their garage so I pull over onto a side road and, and I uh, see a neighbor come by one of their neighbors and he said uh, beware of the taxi driver he's quite upset and we're looking for a woman with a purse who seems to be walking around aimlessly um, because we believe she is, well, she is the, the passenger that has to pay more of her bill. So bottom line is she had gotten a taxi ride that cost her $100 and she only had 30 So now this young taxi driver, I actually uh, met him then. He looked like he was 23 was in tears and just really, really upset. Um, what to do with his supervisor when he doesn't have the full fee uh, to bring back. And this woman has no more money. She states that she's trying to find her boyfriend and ended up leading him the taxi to, to this home of Brent and Lisa's, thinking her, her boyfriend lived in the area. Um, turns out that she has no boyfriend in the area and that she was under the influence of illegal drugs. Uh, but in the meantime, I decide to come back out from the house to meet more with the taxi driver. His name's Robert, and he was totally panicky and upset, uh, tears streaming down his face. And I asked him, uh, a little bit. Well, I asked him his name, and then I just said, I hope it's okay. I'm going to just pray. And I just started praying out loud for the Lord God to make his presence known, to bring peace upon Robert and the whole driveway, the whole situation, and that he would give Robert favor in the eyes of his boss, that the, the money would be stricken off the record and, and he would be given grace and that the Lord would just bring him peace because Robert was just totally stressed out and in a very, very uh, 
a significant emotional state. So he did calm down, and through a course of different small conversations, I was able to just pray more for him and for his future. Uh, the police uh, did eventually come. They took the woman away because there was found in her possession uh, illegal drugs in her purse and, and such. So uh, she was then taken away, but Robert felt badly for having kind of helped the police figure this out with her and felt badly for her getting arrested. But we were able to just... Uh, I was able to... I felt, again, God saying, okay, tell Robert what he needs to do with this woman. So I said, Robert, repeat after me. I give this woman to God. God will take care of her. And Robert repeated that after me. And then his fear came back where he said he was trembling. He said, I will get tremors now and, and fall, fall to the ground if I don't find a place to sit because, again, he was getting so nervous about everything. So I had him sit on Lisa and Brent's bench, and we, I, I again, prayed with him, and I, I said, in the name of Jesus, fear be gone now. And Robert then responded, his whole body just got calmer and the Lord was just having his way with Robert and Robert was very open to um, seeking God and he he did say that he he really wants God to bless him he would love to see him bless uh, get a blessing from God so because I had told Robert and I prayed that God would just bless his socks off that he would show up and that Robert would understand God's love for him, unconditional love for him, way beyond this current taxi job and his family and his fiance and everything else going on in his life, that if he would just trust God, God would show up and really work in his life. So towards the end of my conversation with him, as the police were getting everything else uh, concluded, Robert did mention he he so wants to f see a blessing from God. So I told him I hope that he experiences tonight God's blessing that just happened with him to, uh, today with prayer and with the neighbors that came over and gave him a big wad of money that would cover the fee that that woman could not provide and bring stability and order and peace and also purpose and uh, expectation to his life. So we're praying for Robert. Um, he was the treasure today. We, at times I've gone with people on treasure hunts where we look for the treasure, which is a person that the Holy Spirit wants us to bless, uh, giving us different clues regarding um, uh maybe their name, uh, the type of clothes they're wearing, um, age, uh, colors, uh, hairstyle, whatever. And then he has us just go out and uh, meet people on the street or in the mall and pray for them. And they actually share that very 
specific information we already had gotten from the Holy Spirit, so they know that this is a special moment from God for them. So um, I really have been thrilled by listening to God and just watching for different moments where he wants a, a person to be blessed through prayer um, and through his love. So a uh, big thing is just having courage to step out in faith. And, of course, the Holy Spirit gives us the courage and the insight uh, to pick out situations, maybe a waiter, a waitress, flight attendant, um, uh, a cashier, whoever it may be in our walks of life. And it's so cool to see how they, they at the end of the experience say, wow, God really does care about me. So yeah, I'm hoping for more experiences like that. It makes, it makes day-to-day life really fun. learn so much through these podcasts. While we're putting them together, we're discussing and praying about everything from theology to relationships to cultural trends. And as it all weaves together, God unfolds some new life lesson. We hope he does that for you too as you listen. I'm drawn to the characters in Beth's story. Both the cab driver and the woman might be people who the world disdains. And yet she met them with dignity and she led Robert to the feet of Jesus. Thanks for listening to another installment of Long Story Short Podcast. We appreciate you and your encouragement. And thanks for subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn. That's how you get automatic feeds for each story. And then, take a few minutes and submit a review to help get the word out. Every review we get gives the podcast stronger visibility. And the point of the podcast is to share God's stories with more people. So thanks for sharing it with friends on social media. And thanks again to Les Elias for his music contributions. Check out links to his music on the blog notes. Bye-bye.